Hey everyone, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. This is Shelby, your host, and today I am joined once again by Ruthie Bell. This time um, we are going to talk about lash lifts in this episode. We talk about why with her products you don't have to wait 24 hours to get the lashes wet after a lash lift. Um, and a bunch of other things like what is the difference between a gentle solution and aggressive solution and why you should stop using aggressive solutions on your clients. Um, she's also going to be speaking at the Lash Boss Conference, which is in about a week. Um, make sure you guys, when you sign up, you use a speaker discount code. For example, hers is Ruthie Bell. It saves you $50 when you sign up. So um, basically you're getting over 40 presentations that you can watch at your own pace, um, in order, out of order. It's not one long running program. And you'll have access for 60 days so you don't have to take off work or block out a large amount of time. Um, I hope you guys sign up and support this conference that I'm organizing for the second year. I hope to do it in person next year. And yeah, until then we'll do it virtually. And uh, if you sign up, please tag Lash Boss Conference on Instagram so I can see and yeah it makes me really happy to be seeing the signups and um, thank you if you've already signed up um, but let's get into this episode with Ruthie today you will get so much value from this episode about lash lifts but um, she's also going further into detail about lash lifts at the lash boss conference so uh, yeah without further ado here is Ruthie all right Ruthie welcome to lash boss radio again Hi, Shelby. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Um, so in this episode, I really want to talk about lash lifts. I feel like you've been so innovative and your products are so useful for lash artists. Um, and your lash lift uh, system, I actually use in my salon and I love it so much. Um, Yay. but it's, it's a gentle formula, which I wasn't used to. I was actually very used to using, um, aggressive formulas. And I would see, like, I would, I would just kind of think that lashes are, they just grow out like funky and they come back and they're a little more dry and kind of look a little damaged. And I would just think that that is just what lash lifts do for the longest time. And after being introduced to more gentle solutions, um, yeah, I just wanted to have you on the show and talk about it. Yay. Happy to talk about this. Yeah. Um, so I've noticed that, um, like the consistency of the formula is like very easy to move around and in your, you give like a, um, instruction guide or you have a manual for lash lifts. And so I have that. And as I'm reading through it, I'm seeing that like the instructions are a little different as far as like processing times or like how far up the lash you can go and stuff. So can you talk a little bit about the differences of your application with uh, an aggressive versus gentle solution? Yeah, absolutely. So this is a trend, I think, that started maybe about like two years ago in our industry, you know, when more gentle products started to come out. Because obviously in the beginning when Lash Lift came out, it was very, it was called a perm, you know, because the solutions were much stronger. So, um, and then as time goes by, you know, obviously our industry has to catch up with the rest of the world. And because in the rest of the world, you know, if, people or customers, they are becoming more and more conscious about how aggressive the products are that they use, how clean the formulation is, you know, stuff like that. So I wanted to do something uh, similar for lash lifting as well, because when I trained in lash lifting, there were no gentle formulas available. 
And then I started seeing, you know, the same thing that you just mentioned. And I think this is actually the biggest problem in our industry that people, um, they're, I'm thinking that maybe it's because lash lists are still quite new so that the information hasn't really gone out, that there's actually an option of choosing between aggressive and gentle formulas. And the differences are actually, they're huge. They're like, you know, the gentle and uh, um, aggressive formulas, they differ like night and day. And the thing is that when you do lash lifting, like immediately after the treatment, a lot of the times you can't tell the difference. You know, when you're an experienced artist, you can see the difference immediately. But you know, there's a lot of newbies in our industry and you know, just like a lot of people who don't have that much, that much experience with lash lifting. So for them, you know, they do the treatments, you know, the lashes like lift fine and then the client goes off and, you know, a lot of people don't even realize that there's a problem with the lashes. So obviously all of lash lifting in the world, it works on the same basis. So, you know, always have the, the lifting lotion that softens the keratin and then you have the fixing lotion that gives the, the shape to the new lashes and then you have a nourishing product at the end. But the main difference comes from the curling lotion, which is the, the most aggressive lotion out of all the lash lifting. So fixing lotion and nourishing lotion, they're not ag aggressive products. It's always the lifting lotion that causes the problems. And there are a couple of different things that determine how aggressive um, a lifting lotion is. And the, the main key points are uh, the pH level. So obviously the higher up or the more alkaline the pH is of the lifting lotion, the more damaging it is to natural lashes too. Because the lifting lotion, it always raises the pH level of the lashes up to the level that the lotion is at. So all the lash lifting uh, in the world, it's done between about pH 8 and 9.5. Sometimes it even goes up to 10. But from 9.9, .9, you already start getting hair removal. So that's, I think that's like a really good reference for uh, lash artists to understand how aggressive these lotions can be. So pH level is number one. Then the second thing is um, the, um, how quickly the pH shoots up. So obviously, you know, the quicker it goes up, the more aggressive it is. Um, as like with anything, you know, when you work with like, I don't know, let's say hair straighteners, if they're like super hot, you know, you get the results super quickly, but your hair will be burnt afterwards. So it's kind of similar to lashes, to lash lifting too, to the curling lotions. And there's also, you know, there's more, more, more to that, like, you know, which kind of aggressive ingredients are used, because there's, um, there aren't that many different options, um, but, you know, every chemist chooses which one out of the options they are going to use, how, how much of those ingredients, and then, you know, which, how the formulation um, is put together. So when you have an aggressive um, lifting lotion, and you put it on the natural lashes, the pH of the natural lashes, it shoots up in seconds. And that is very, very aggressive. So when you have an aggressive lotion, it needs to go through all the cuticle levels very, very quickly. Um, and on the way, it burns some of the cuticles. Now cuticles, when they burn off, they will never be restored. So the lash will only be healthy again once it falls out and you grow a new lash. And then when you burn off cuticle layers, the cuticles are what keep the moisture inside the lashes. When you burn off some of the cuticles, obviously the moisture doesn't stay in the lashes. And that's why lashes can become very, very dehydrated. And it usually happens over time. It's like, it's very rarely, okay, if you overprocess lashes, then obviously, you know, they, they look wonky and crazy immediately. But sometimes lashes look fine, 
for like a week or so. And then after a week or the more the time goes by, the effect of the nourishing lotion that is used at the end, it starts to wear off. And then you see the actual health of the eyelashes. And that's what, what's very different because when you use, so when you use aggressive lotions, you know, that's, that's what happens. They become dehydrated. So uh, when you use uh, gentle lotions, they take a little bit longer to work because they don't burn through the cuticles. They actually start lifting the cuticles gently. And then they gently also raise the, the pH and the pH doesn't go as high up. So for example, as a comparison, the strongest lotions are the ones that come in little jars where you can screw the lid off because the lotion needs to have a very high pH um, for the lotion to still work after the cap has been screwed off because all of the lifting lotions, they're sensitive to oxygen. So if you think about it, every time you screw the cap off, oxygen will go inside the bottle and it will start to degrade the lotion a little bit. So all of the lotions that you have in the jars, they have a very high pH. Some of them even have a pH of 10, which is higher than hair removal. Um, now, our lotions are super, super gentle. The pH sits around 8, 8.2, 8.5, which changes sometimes a little bit, but that's like the, the ballpark. And then when you put the lotion onto the natural lashes, um, it takes three minutes for the lotion to start even working, to go through the cuticles and to raise the pH to the level where it starts to affect the lash compared to a few seconds, what happens with aggressive lotions. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, it's just like a few more minutes of processing time. Um, for example, our processing times, they're between 10 and 15 minutes for the first lotion. And then, you know, with the, with the really aggressive ones, you know, if it's like five or six minutes, at the end of the day, it's a nine minute difference. And then the fixing lotion and the nourishing agents, they pretty much work the same time. So mm -hmm. everything pretty much comes down to the, to the first, the curling lotion. How aggressive that is pretty much determines how aggressive the lash lift will be. Wow. Oh, and you asked me about the, the application too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the reason why um, aggressive lotions are always only applied on the base of the natural lashes is because they are so aggressive that when you put them on the, on the tips, they will just burn the tips off. Mm -hmm. And also because they're so aggressive, if you use just like a tiny little layer, it still, it pulls the lash together so much. So it even affects the lash that goes higher than the lotion layer. Now with the gentle lotions, the if you use the tiniest bit of lotion, um, it doesn't really do that much because you need to actually cover the, the lash to the extent that you want, to, want it to curl because it doesn't curl any higher than the, uh, than the lotion is applied. Okay, got it. Um, so that, that's one really, really big difference. And I think that's something that's very, that's like a little bit difficult to understand for a lot of lash artists who convert from the aggressive lotions to the gentle ones, because they still apply it the same way, like a tiny little layer on the base of the lashes. And sometimes they're very um, surprised why they don't get the results. And that's why I always, uh, you know, I always recommend to look at the picture, the example that we give out, how much lotion you actually need to apply, because otherwise you don't get a result and you think that the lotions are shits, but yeah. actually it's just, it comes down to application. Yeah. I've worked with a lot of, um, lash lift. So like, uh, systems and I feel like I really prefer the, the ones that are very like milky and not chunky. And so I appreciate the consistency of yours. And it's also in this, like, 
syringe type tube thing, uh, airtight. And I love that too. Cause I, I just feel like what we would do when we have sachets is we would cut it and then fold it over and use it for our next client later that day. And, you know, um, I just, I don't know. I love everything about, about it. Um, also love that the processing times are on the little tubes because like everyone knows I don't lash that much anymore. So I don't see a ton of clients. So the other day I was doing a lash lift and I was using, um, Ruthie bell and I was like a little nervous and just a little bit. And, um, I was a little uncertain of just, I just didn't feel very confident in my skills and my like knowledge just because I don't do it every single day. So I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I hope that she likes it. I hope that, you know, I'm, you know, showcasing our talents well, but, um, have, and I look at it and I'm like, Oh yes, I remember it's right on here because you don't have to think about like, okay, what were the processing ranges again? And it's very easy. The second solution is like always, isn't it seven minutes, the second one. And then number the shine repairs, like always six minutes. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So I love that too. It's just very, very straightforward. And, um, I just can't say enough about how much I love it. So what is actually, for those who don't know, like what a lash lift is doing, what is it doing to the hair in a service? I know you mentioned the first one softens it and the second one hardens it. So essentially, um, we, uh, so when you, when you look at the eyelash, you know, in the context of the eyelash and also eyebrows and like red hair, you have different kinds of bonds that give eyelashes their strength, their flexibility and their strength. And what we focus on the desulfide uh, bridges or desulfide bonds um, that are, that give, basically give lashes their shape. So the, cause the other types of bonds, they are affected by heat and, um, and water. So um, we don't care about that because if we only worked on the other bonds, then the lash lift would stay until you jump in the shower the next time. And you know, with the hot water, they would, it would just fall flat. So we are working with the bonds that are affected only by chemicals. Um, they're called desulfonic bonds. And what we do with the curling lotion is that we soften so those desulfonic bonds because they look like um, a coil. It kind of goes like, like like a coil, and you can stretch it. Um, for example, you know when you do um, when you bleach your hair. I don't know if you ever bleach your hair, but when you bleach it, and when the bleach is working, you can actually stretch your hair mm-hmm. um, because it's the same. It's the same concept. So bleaching also um, softens the desulfide bonds. So that's how you can pull the hair. And then once bleaching is done, you know your hair is not supposed to like stretch anymore because. Um, when you when you think about bleaching and even um, curling uh, perming your hair, uh, perming your hair is the same concept as lash lifting. Obviously, the products are more aggressive, but the the concept is the same. So first, you use a product that softens those those these sulfide bonds so that you can reshape the hair or lashes or eyebrows or whatever you want to do. And then the second lotion, fixing lotion, that's why it's called the fixing lotion because it fixes the new shape. And this is actually um, something that I think a lot of people um, misunderstand. Like when I did my first training, it was the same thing. So the teacher was saying that, you know, it's, it's the curling lotion uh, that gives lashes the new shape. Um, but this is completely untrue. Because when you remove the curling lotion, lashes are like, like cooked spaghetti, like completely soft. Um, and then if you don't use fixing lotion, 
then afterwards, you know, the shape just goes back to whatever it was before, or, you know, you end up with overprocessed lashes. So you need the fixing lotion to neutralize the effect of the curling lotion. Um, and I know some brands, they even call their fixing lotion a neutralizing lotion, you know, mm -hmm. because it's, it's very precise. So fixing lotion is actually what gives lashes their new shape. And it's super important that lashes stay up on the silicone shield until you remove the fixing lotion. Because if you remove it before, and let's say, you know, you have a lash that comes off, you know, the glue softens and the lash comes off. And then whatever you do afterwards, there is no way that this eyelash will be shaped as much as the other ones, because it needs to stay in the exact same shape until the fixing lotion is removed. And then fixing lotion, um, so curling lotion, it just softens the disulfide bonds. And then the fixing lotion, it restores those bonds. Now, overprocessing happens when those desulfide bonds are not only softened, but when they actually break. Because when they break, then the fixing lotion is not like magically going to put them together. And if you think about the, the, the fact that desulfide bonds are the ones that give lashes their shape, um, that's why the overprocessed lashes end up looking really wonky because you've broken the bonds that give lashes their shape. Okay. One question, what would happen hypothetically, say um, someone's doing a lash lift and they didn't get all of the solution, either solution, one or two off completely of the roots, like what would happen? So it depends whether you are working with an aggressive lotion or a gentle one. Um, um, if you work with aggressive lotions and you don't get all of it off, and you put the fixing lotion on, that means that the residue of the curling lotion will continue processing the, the lashes. And that's also how overprocessing can happen. So for example, like, uh, one of the, like one of the mistakes that lash artists can make is when you work with aggressive lotions and when you remove them, you know, you kind of pull them up to get rid of the residue. And then you pull them up towards the tips of the eyelashes. And now when they put fixing lotion on, the neutralizer, they apply it on the base but then the tips just keep frying and frying and frying and frying. So yeah, that's again, like that's how processing happens. Now, when you work with uh, gentle lotions, I can't speak for all uh, brands who have sent gentle lotions. I can just speak for my brand. So we have used a very clever formulation for our curling lotion so that the pH goes up very slowly is up at the level where it actually affects the desulfone bonds for only about 15 minutes and then it drops down to neutral so it drops down to about seven and then when it drops down so much it doesn't affect lashes anymore so the 15 minutes is only the time that it actually curls or lifts lashes or softens the desulfone bonds and that's how with our lotions, we can give a guarantee that you cannot overprocess lashes with it. Because even if you keep it on for 20 minutes or 25 minutes, after it has processed for 15 minutes, nothing's going to happen. So yeah, that's 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 a guarantee. Um, and again, it comes down to the formulation of the curling lotion. Wow. Okay. So also we've always been told with lashes, we cannot get them wet for 24 hours. Um, your formulation, that's not true. Yes. So um, this is because, not because of the curling and fixing lotion, but this is because of the last step. So nowadays, most lash lift brands, they have a nourishing agent at the end, um, you know, to add um, uh, vitamins, nourishment, hydration to lashes. 
but I took that third lotion to the next level by making it also fully closed lash cuticles. And the open cuticles are the reason why normally you can't get lashes wet for 24 hours because um, curling lotion, it opens the cuticles to 100%. So everything is fully open. Then fixing lotion, it starts to close the cuticles back down but the cuticles are only close to about 80%. Now, normally uh, when, you know, people like in everyday life who, who don't have lash lifting done, um, everyone's lash health is different. So it's kind of similar to hair. You know, some people have healthier hair, some people have like uh, drier hair. Um, and part of it comes down to how close the cuticles are. Mm, so if you, uh, have you ever tried Olaplex for hair? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Olaplex works on the same concept. So Olaplex, it nourishes your hair, but it closes the cuticles to almost 100%. And that's why the hair feels so silky because you know it just closes the cuticles. And the same thing applies to lashes. So actually Olaplex was my inspiration where when I created Shine Repair, and then I just applied the same concept to eyelashes. And now coming back to the procedure, when eyelashes close down to about 80% after the fixing lotion, that means that the lashes are still sensitive to outside environment. And it takes lashes up to 24 hours to naturally close down to the point that they were before. So normally um, people's cuticles, lash cuticles, they're closed about between 85 and 95%. Um, again, depending on like multiple different things. Um, Shine Repair, it closes cuticles up to 99.9%. So this means that the lashes are no longer sensitive to outside environment. And that's the reason why you can do, you can even go immediately to a steam room, you can go swimming, you can apply mascara, whatever you wanna do. Everything comes down to closing the cuticles. Wow, okay. And this is why you apply shine repair after the lash lift or after the, um, sorry, the lash tint. Yeah, so um, you can tint lashes after shine repair too, but then oh. if the cuticles are closed, if the cuticles are closed, the tint doesn't go so deep into the into the lash. So you know it doesn't like the the, the difference. Sometimes it's not that noticeable, but the retention of the tint, because obviously the more open the cuticles are, the go the deeper into the into the shaft of the hair, the the tint will go. So that's how yeah. shine repair it actually helps to extend the uh, the tint as well. So Shine Repair is also like a standalone service too. Like in between their lash lifts, they can come in for like a Shine Repair treatment. Um, do they just apply it like straight to the lash or they don't have to like put it up on anything, do they? Well, you can actually do many things with it. Um, like um, you can use it just like as a standalone product, but my recommendation is to use it together with tinting. Um, because, you know, after, after like a month, a month or so, you know, your lashes become a lot lighter. So when you can do, you can like kind of like take the tinting to the next level. So when the customer comes in, first use Easy Lift, uh, Easy Lift Primer. So Easy Lift opens the lash cuticles to 100%, which means that the deep, the tint will go deep, go in deeper into the lash. That, which means that it will stay there for a little bit longer, you know, if it, if it penetrates the lash deeper. Then after you done, uh, you take enough, sorry, you do easy lift, then you do tinting. And then when you've taken tint off, then apply shine repair. 
because then you not only tint lashes, but you actually nourish them, you add hydration to them, and you close the cuticles back to uh, almost 100%, which means that the tint will stay on for longer too. And also, um, because the cuticles are so closed, it actually helps to make lashes appear darker and glossier. Um, and why I say appear is because also when you do Olaplex, it doesn't magically heal or like make your hair better. It closes the cuticles. And when cuticles are closed, your hair appears healthier because you know you have multiple layers of cuticles. Cuticles are completely see-through. And when you think about um, putting a glass, um, what do you call it? like a like a panel? Yeah, glass panels. When you have glass panels, like completely see-through glass panels um, behind one another, and when you have even like three glass panels, and when they have air gap between them, it's very difficult to see, see through it, even if it's just glass. But now when you push those glass panels together so that there's no air between them, you see so much better. And that's what Shine Repair does too. So it fully closes the cuticles so that you can see the pigments and the tint from inside the hair better. And that's why hair appears healthier. And wow. that's why it appears darker too. Yep. Wow. And then you have, um, you have the organic lift solution too. Can you talk a little bit about that and the differences? Yeah, absolutely. So um, with the organic lotion, uh, my intention was to first create an, an organic lifting lotion because like I explained before, pretty much not everything, but the, um, the, or, uh, the lifting lotion is the key player in all of lash lifting because it's the most aggressive one. So my idea was to create an organic lifting lotion, um, like down the line, I'll probably work on organic fixing, um, organic fixing too. But the what makes lifting lotions aggressive are the harsh chemicals. There's, there's not that many of them actually. There's theoglycolates, there's ammonium, there's ammonium derivates, and there's ethanolamine. Those are the four like most most popular ones. And almost all lash lifting has either two, three, or like a combination of those four strong chemicals. So I wanted to create an organic lifting lotion that doesn't have any of those harmful chemicals because they are very, very strong. Um, they're also the chemicals that give um, a lifting lotion the uh, the particular like a like a rotten egg smell. It's the theoglycolates and the ammonium in there that like the combination of, of those two ingredients. Now I've taken those out so first of all, there's there's no rotten egg smell like whatsoever. Actually, the lifting lotion it smells very pleasantly, which like it's softer on your lashes, and I think it's also a nice and pleasant for customers, because when somebody comes in for lash lifting for the first time and they smell this, you know, like to me it like reminds me of perming, like hair perming, like back in the day, you know. And sometimes customers can be a little bit afraid, and you know, with good reason, because you know it's an aggressive lotion. So I left out all of those aggressive ingredients and I replaced it with cysteamine and plant-based um, amino acids. So our lotions, the, the regular curling lotion is very, very gentle in comparison to the majority of the uh, lash lift brands out there. And then our organic lifting lotion is even that much more gentle compared to our gentle lifting lotions too. So, um, for somebody who doesn't have any sensitivities in, in their eyes, the customer might not feel like any difference. But for example, if you get someone who has sensitive eyes, 
for example, like myself, my eyes are super sensitive. So I can even feel the difference with my eyes. Um, like it's just so soft and so nice. And um, yeah, and there's no nasty chemicals in there, which is the great parts. So the organic lifting lotion, when I can say that the regular lifting lotion that we have, it doesn't dehydrate or damage natural lashes, then the organic one, it's actually like a nourishing treatment to your eyelashes. So when you do the lash lifting with the organic one, your customer will actually leave lashes that are healthier than when she came in. That's so cool. I love this. Um, so you're going to be uh, speaking at the Lash Boss Conference again this year. Thank you, by the way. Um, Thank you for inviting me again. Yeah. Um, and you're going to go more into depth about lash lifts. And you also have um, you also have what you call an ultimate guide uh, that you put online. And so can you just talk about what the ultimate guide is? Thank you for sending that to me, by the way. It's amazing. Thank you for the feedback. Um, so um, last year when uh, COVID hit for the first time, um, I saw that a lot of lash artists were getting like really scared about the future and with good reason because nobody knew at that point, you know, how long it would last and how, where it would take us. And um, I started thinking that I wanted to do something to help lash artists because I saw how discouraged so many people were uh, becoming. And I didn't want to do something small. Like I wanted to do something that would really, really help lash artists. Um, and that's why how the idea for, uh, for Ultimate Guide was born. So Ultimate Guide is a free educational hub for all lash and brow artists around the world. Um, there are no hidden fees. It is really for free. There's no like, you know, read part of the article and then pay to read the rest. Everything is completely free. And I wanted to make good quality uh, education accessible for everyone. Um, especially during a pandemic, you know, like a lot of people are so broke, they don't even have money to pay their bills, you know, not to mention invest into, uh, into more training. And I started thinking that, you know, a lot of people, some people, they even quit their jobs. And then other people who went back to work, like, what could I do to help them improve during the time when they can't work? And that's why I got the idea. So, um, I, I decided that I will put all of the information that I have in my lash manuals that we normally sell to put everything online for free. And not only that, um, I started with lash lifting and then now I've added a little bit for about brow lifting as well. And my idea is to uh, continuously update this information because our industry is growing so fast. There is so much information coming out and like, first of all, it's virtually impossible to learn everything in a one or two day training uh, is number one. And number two, a lot of countries are still in lockdown. Like, for example, like England is coming out of lockdown in April in after like six months or so. Um, and then, um, yeah, so my idea was to offer something that lash artists could do, something to keep them busy, something to keep them motivated and something that would help them come back stronger when they were actually able to go back to work. Mm -hmm. um, and also my other inspiration was um, looking around in different lash forums. Um, I see that a lot of the questions that uh, lash artists ask comes from not understanding uh, some of the basics about lash lifting chemistry. And because my specialty is chemistry or like lash lifting and lash eyelash extension chemistry, 
um, I wanted to put a lot of my knowledge online so that everybody could access it. Because a lot of times when you go for trainings, even like really good expensive trainings, um, some of the information that's given at trainings is like, it's really not true. Um, like I remember when I started learning lash lifting, I went to maybe like three different courses. And a lot of the train, uh, times the trainers, they like, they didn't know how to answer my questions. A lot of the times they were saying things that didn't make sense in my head. A lot of the times I would hear different information at different trainings and it was just so confusing. And I'm like sort of like a nerdy person. So I'm someone who does a lot of research and even I couldn't find answers. And then I'm thinking that a lot of people, you know, they, they can't be bothered to do like hours and hours of research. And they don't have anywhere to get this information from because even a lot of trainers don't have this information. So my expertise comes from developing our products because obviously I work very, very closely with our head chemists. Like we talk for hours every single day. And I've been thinking how I could pass on this information to others, you know, without being able to travel, without being able to teach. And then... Yeah, all of this put together, that's how Ultimate Guide was born. I love that also because there are a lot of um, people who don't have the resources and means to take these expensive trainings. And sometimes they take cheaper training, ch cheaper trainings that may not offer the same quality of education. So what you're doing is really helping our industry um, just long-term as well. Like I know short-term you're helping people because they're maybe not making as much as they used to before COVID, but long-term, I think it's also going to really help a lot of people. Thank you. And that's what I'm really, really, really hoping. Like that would be just so cool. Like, I feel like I studied uh, like something new with our products, you know, that, that are very different. And I'm hoping that this ultimate guide uh, would do the same for Lash education and maybe it's an inspiration for the others too because you know obviously i understand that um uh, trainers obviously their job is training so they can't give out everything for free but my idea is to even help trainers to make the trainings better because a lot of the times some you know none of the chemistry information is even shared the trainings even if you go to an expensive one so i'm not i'm trying to help all like lash artists and also trainers who can because this the information that i have online is free for everyone to use even for trainers if they want to include it in, at the trainings yeah my guest that's awesome and even like for people who are in school like who are you know it's just I, I think it's great so um thank you for doing that and um i'm glad that you know that you did um, you also recently launched Ruthie Bell Beauty, which, um, as you know, even in just this, this talk, if someone hasn't been like, you know, knowing how innovative you are and how helpful you've been to our industry, just this conversation alone, like you can tell that you put so much thought into all of your products. Is that the same like concept and idea you have for like consumer products like with the Ruthie Bell Beauty? Yes, absolutely. Um, actually, like the, the concept is, is exactly the same. So um, I follow like, like a few, uh, not guidelines, but how do you say, like the concept. So my concept is number one is to always use the best ingredients available. Um, 
maybe that's a time for another story, but like a lot of the ingredients that um, products that are made in the European, um, the ingredients, they still come from Asia where, you know, everything is much less controlled. So, you know, you can, when you, when you make a product, the quality in, of the ingredients determines a lot about the quality of the end products. So I wanted to use the same high quality ingredients, still manufacture everything in Europe. Um, um, and then I wanted to apply this sort of like out of the box thinking to consumer products. Um, you know, like with lash lifting, we have a lot of products that uh, nobody else has, like, cause they, they have like a twist or something like completely different. Like obviously, you know, now that some of the products are being copied, you know, <laughs> other companies have them as well, but it's the same concept that I applied to the um, consumer products. So for example, we have a product that's called uh, Hair Stop Body. Mm -hmm. So it's a moisturizing uh, body foam that at the same time uh, works as a, a hair growth inhibitor, which means that it slows down hair growth. So, you know, obviously you have to moisturize every time you shower. And then, you know, as a side benefit, your hair will just start growing slower and slower and slower and slower. So at one point, you know, you'll have to shave like twice a year, <laughs> you know, which is amazing, I think, for, for most women. Yeah, it is. I and think... Um, yeah. I love your hyaluronic acid too. And your makeup meltdown. I use it every single day and my son loves carrying it around because it's like all cute and little. <laughs> so cute. Um, yeah. I love it though. And, um, I think at first I was using, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just had to tell you that like at first I was using the makeup meltdown with my fingers and now I use it with the pink sponge. And no, I love it. Um, I just, I used to clean my face with like an oil and then I would go in with my cleanser, but it just feels better, like not spreading it around with my hands. And I don't know. Anyways, so keep going. No, actually, uh, the hyaluronic acid is another good sample. So with the hyaluronic acid, you know, you also have different quality products because, you know, it's a staple in most most women's uh, beauty, um, beauty bag. But with hyaluronic acid, um, the difference is the molecular size of the hyaluronic acid used. So hyaluronic acid comes in many different molecular weights. And obviously the smaller the molecule, the deeper into the, into the skin it will go. And most of the hyaluronic acid, it doesn't actually uh, go past the, um, the epidermis. So it doesn't, you know, it leaves like, um, like um, um, what do you call it? Uh, plumping effect, mm -hmm. but it's, it's very temporary. Mm -hmm. uh, so for our hyaluronic acid, I've actually used the ultra low weight molecular weight, which is the smaller, smallest molecule available. Obviously, it's so much more expensive than the, than the bigger molecule sizes. So that's why it's usually not used in cosmetics. Um, but again, you know, my out of the box thinking is to make something that is as efficient as possible. So that's why we added the ultra low molecular weight hyaluronic acid to it. And that's why it, it absorbs really, really quickly. And it doesn't leave like a, like a layer of product on your skin, um, which I think is amazing because I've tried hyaluronic acid before and I was always annoyed. It leaves like a film usually. And, you know, you can't really apply makeup on it. Um, and that doesn't happen with ours because it's just very efficient and very high quality. Yeah, I love it. I'm so excited for you. And you just, you're always coming out with something new. And I know that's not like the goal is like to just come out with the next thing, the next thing, but you have such great ideas. So awesome. thank you. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm trying to pace myself. because like, I'm the kind of person when I get an idea in my head, it's like, 
like I'm not forcing myself to do something as fast as possible, but I'm forcing myself to kind of like hold myself back because sometimes like I can't sleep when I have an idea in my head, like I need to do it immediately. And, you know, like developing products, it takes such a long time. So usually by the time they come out, it's like, I'm like, for me, it's like old news, you know, I'm already <laughs> working on, like, on the next thing, but I'm trying to pace myself so that I can enjoy the products. And I've realized that um, I need to maybe start talking about the products more like maybe work a little bit less and talk a little bit more because a lot of the times i've un i've understood that um lash artists they don't actually understand our products so um and but i think that the ultimate guide will help with that as well because it explains everything in depth and then it's not overwhelming at the same time because like sometimes when I talk to someone who's not so like chemistry oriented, I start talking and I, I understand that after like a minute, they're like, their eyes are like kind of like falling asleep and they, they, they have no idea what I'm talking about. So the ultimate guide is like genius in the sense that everything is interlinked. So you can start reading about an article and then if you want to find out some like more about something, there's like links inside the article and then you can jump to a different article, read about that and then just go back and everyone can like... A, pace themselves because mm -hmm. I think people are very different um, and now I think everyone's attention span is becoming shorter and shorter and shorter so it is very difficult to teach uh, like chemistry like in-depth chemistry to someone who's like used to just scroll on a TikTok and this is actually like a real real problem like I think there's been like a major shift in the past five years and like even myself, like I realized the same thing. Like I can't imagine sitting down and reading a book for hours. Like I always used to do. Like mm -hmm. I, I can't even imagine doing myself. Like, I don't know. Do, do you like, okay, you have a, you have a kid. So you're in the yeah. same situation. Me, so I know so the much. last time, the last time I read was whenever the power went out and I had no phone service, whenever Texas had that snowstorm, that was the last time in probably years that I've like read a real book. Because yeah, I, I can't imagine sitting and I used to read all of the time. Like I love reading and I don't even say that anymore. Like I, I never consider myself like a reader because I don't, I don't read. Same, same. Like this used to be the norm. And now it's something like really special when you say that you actually read and not magazines, but, but books, yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Even reading a magazine is like a big thing now. You know? I know. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So crazy. Um, yeah. Well, cool. I'll link all of that in the show notes. And um, I look forward to hearing your presentation for the conference too. I know it's going to be good. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thanks again for having me. All right. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'll link Ruthie's website, which includes her products and her ultimate guide that we talked about in the show notes. And I'll also link how to sign up for the Lash Boss Conference. I hope you guys have a great weekend and I'll be back very soon with the next episode.